What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Handlebar Podcast. This is season two, and we are so excited to be here with you guys. We're ready to jump in. Yeah, we're so ready. Thanks for being here. Um, You guys submitted lots of good questions, and so we're going to dive into the topics that you guys want to hear about. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode two of season two, and we are going to get rolling. Rafi's going to draw rolling, our question. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Draw a good one. Good one, good one, good one. Come good one. do it again. <laughs> what do you do in a season of waiting? Ooh. Ooh. So we wait upon the <laughs> oh, This is a good one. <laughs> All right, let me put a 15-minute timer on here. 15 minutes starting now. Boom. What do you do in a season of waiting? I'll, I'll go. Please do. I'll start. Start um, us. I think I'd actually love to rephrase. Rephrase it. Yeah, because I, I think I, I want to rephrase instead of a season of waiting that it's a season of growing. Oof. Um, because waiting is a very passive term. But biblical waiting is not passive. Wow. Like it's never, you're never just sitting stationary, I would say. Why are you giggling? Aaron? Because it's good. And <laughs> like, wow. So I, that I, it's really good. I was just saying, like, when I look back in my life of like, oh, a season of waiting, like, I realized I just wasn't ready for whatever I was waiting for. Wow. So it was actually the kindness of the Lord to be like, hey, you're you're on your way to what you're desiring and dreaming. And don't forget that. Like you're on your way. You're mm-hmm. growing as you go. And I've I've realized that because I, I think too, even as like a, a worship leader, sometimes like I've said things to everyone like, let's just wait on him. And instantly everyone pulls out their phones, they're sitting down, they're sipping their coffee. Yeah. Because waiting in our American culture wow. has this passivity to it where it's like, I'm going to do nothing until the wind blows. Wow. You know, And that's not how we as Christians are actually wired to live. We live by faith, not by sight. We, we, wow. we initiate, we are a part of a kingdom. You know, so I would, I would just like to Mm. say that like a a season of growing, it's letting things, um, it's patience. It's why patience is long suffering, (laughs) you know, Patience. patience is huge. It's like when you're in a season of waiting, you're literally getting to be refined into love. What is the first thing love is in first Corinthians? It's patient. Yes. And I, I feel like I could go wow. on and on about this. <laughs> no, I, came I, straight out so of the I love what you're saying, yeah. actually, yeah. because, you know, a season of waiting, even saying that a season of waiting is such a worldly term. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I'm waiting we, in the context that this is probably asked. Mm-hmm. But as a Christian, we are called to live in waiting. Mm-hmm. In seasons, it, mm-hmm. if you think about it, yeah. well, well, yeah, but his what return. are what are we ultimately waiting well, on? Yeah. We're waiting for His return. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're walking through, what favors coming your way, what doors have been opened to you, or what doors you're, you're waiting on waiting. to be open. <laughs> We're called to be waiting for uh-huh. His return. In Matthew 24, Jesus says, "Watch and wait." Yeah. So there's a thing in the world. Yeah, we're waiting for whatever to come, but in in the spirit, in the Christian walk. 
we're meant to live in waiting. It's actually a season of waiting is meant to prolong a desire within us for the coming of Jesus, yeah. for his second coming, for his return. But I think because so many of us are afraid of his return and, oh, we've had some weird eschato- eschatology taught to us, like Revelation is a really weird book. I don't want to get into it. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the other things in scripture. But man, this all all of this is culminating at the return of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's what we're called to be waiting for. And um, I, you could even say this, like the disciples in Acts 2, we love Acts 2, give us fire, God, give us power, God, like baptize us and, you know, we want more of you. Well, what were they doing in the upper room? Waiting. waiting. They were waiting. So there's actually something to living in the place of waiting that actually prepares you to receive more of God, to encounter God, to experience God, and... Uh, it also teaches you to live in patience. I think patience is such a major thing. Uh, it should be a theme for the Christian. Yet, I think for us, we're in America, so Western America, we don't like to wait on anything. We don't like to wait in traffic. Yeah. We don't like to wait in line. We don't Instant like to... gratification. Yeah, and, but there's actually something to waiting. It's why patience is a fruit of the Spirit. It's why James 1 says, My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces... Patience. Only in the Christian walk are you supposed to count trials as joy. What is a trial? Not being able to pay a bill, uh, losing a loved one, um, having uh, a hard circumstance in your life that you don't know how to overcome. Like that is a trial. Yet in faith, with faith by Jesus, with the, you know, underneath the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we're to count those things as all joy because it's producing in us patience because we're called to live in patience. So I love that you rephrase the question, and and I think I would rephrase it even more from what do you do in a season of waiting to how do you live a lifestyle of patience? Yes. You know, I'm thinking um, about the last couple weeks. We were in Ireland, and um, as we're talking, this is just coming into my mind, but we stayed with the most hospitable, kind couple we love them so much. John and Florence Walker, we love you if you're listening. <laughs> and um, I'm thinking about how, you know, like Rafi was saying, in America, there's instant gratification. You're really never waiting on anything. In fact, I'll be honest, tonight we were picking up Chick-fil-A and we didn't want to wait on it. We're like, man, it's taking forever. Mm, you know? Yeah, triggered. Um but when we were in Ireland, everything there is different. It's much more slow paced. And we would get home from the conference we were at and um, Florence would have tea and snacks laid out for us, but she took time to make them. And um, I'm just thinking about how in the time that she took, in the waiting for the food to be made, in the waiting for the tea to be made, the fellowship that we had with her was so incredible to the point where when we left, we were crying because we were like, we're going to miss you so much. But it wasn't this fast paced thing, you know, lifestyle where we weren't waiting or or where we were just like instantly gratified. It was like there was waiting for food to be made. There was waiting for whatever. Mm -hmm. But in the waiting, there was fellowship. And I think that that is what the Lord desires. I know it is. It's that we'd be one with Him, that we would have fellowship with Him. And that takes waiting that takes stopping and being quiet and that is just so counter cultural to where to how we live yes. today in America um i think he's all about the waiting cuz in the waiting there's intimacy and fellowship yes and not just with him but with each other right that first night we were in ireland um, we told them we wanted fish and chips because mm-hmm. you go to Ireland, oh, yeah. 
you get fish and chips. And they're like, all right, well, we want to take you to the best place to get fish and chips. Well, we get there and the line is forever long. Forever long. And we're like, oh my God. But gosh. they have such a <laughs> smile on their face. They're like, this is the best fish and chips. So we wait in line for, wow. I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, talking the whole time, fellowshipping the whole time. We finally order. Well, when we order, they tell us it's going to be another 50 minutes until your food is ready. And for me, I was like, wait, what? I'm hungry. Like, I'm hungry. I want this food. <laughs> but then this beautiful couple that are hosting us, they're like, amazing. 50 minutes to chat and to catch up and to learn each other. Go on a wee know. walk. And it was actually in that place of waiting <laughs> that deep fellowship with them was formed. Yep. That, that we informed the, the rest of, the of our trip with them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, this is so beautiful what you're saying because here's something that I think we can struggle with as Christians and being in a consumeristic culture mm-hmm. is that we forget that our prize is Jesus, not the promises yes, he gives us. Come yeah. on. And so therefore it's like if if our goal is the promise, we'll always be disappointed in yep. the person. Yep. Wow. Because the person is the prize. It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Mm. And like and you'll his be disappointed promises, in the promise yes. because it because it has no meaning outside of him. Exactly. Then the promise without him is so boring yes. and dull and yes. you're overwhelmed and you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes precedence in your life over your marriage, over your family. You grow addictions. Yes. You grow all these things because it doesn't satisfy. The thing that you're waiting for doesn't satisfy. It's the person behind it. And wow. like, and I understand there are things that like, there's, there's real breakthrough that we need and and you wait and you intercede and I'm not trying to downplay that at all but I have never heard a person in faith ever regret how like th- those seasons that were really hard yes. when they walked through it with the Lord I've and right. fact they I've I've heard this the most I would do it again I yeah. kind of mi- I've heard yeah, I, I so kind of I wouldn't it. change anything about <laughs> yes. it and I have those type of stories yeah. where I'm like man that was so hard and horrible. But looking back now, what I know about the Lord, I wouldn't change it for yes. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think what's so cool too is I want to say this. I, I wrote some things down. Uh, a lot of people are saying like, oh, in waiting, like if you're waiting to get married or waiting, I don't know, on a on a job or to step into your calling or like all of these things. And, and you hear the phrase like, oh, you just need to, die to it yeah <laughs> oh my goodness you know and and then it's like well if you die to it you it'll know, come so the lord will resurrect it <laughs> and i i think i disagree with that because it's not really what happens is when you allow yourself to let go of those desires it's not the desire that gets resurrected it's you wow. you get resurrected you come out a different person grown in a different way and your yes. desire now matches with the Holy Spirit and you don't care about that fleshy thing. You gained something that n- not the world could not give you or yeah. satisfy And they you. can't take it away. And they can't take it away. And then when you get that thing, it doesn't take precedence over God. Yeah. And you stored up treasure yes, in heaven. It's like nothing yeah. has wow. a hook anymore. Nothing takes precedence wow. over him. You, you actually are free from being an adulterer in heart. Wow, you know, and which is what everyone wants, and and if they're striving to be close to God, yes. I think seasons of waiting are gifts. Yep, they are gifts if yeah. we will let them be. Deeper um, intimacy, which, and if you think about this, the if yeah. the Hall of Faith, 
Hebrews 11. And you hear this phrase, uh, you, Moses, Abraham, David, Solomon. It says, these all died in faith, not gaining their promise. You can look at this scripture. It's hidden. There is a key here. It can seem wow. like, oh, they got a lesser thing by dying in faith. They didn't get their promise. But the Bible is is actually saying something. Hey, these guys, these guys died with something much greater than their promises. Whoa. If you can look at it yes. that way, man, your life is changed. It's like, I want real faith, unshakable faith yes. that no matter what the world would offer me, it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't matter yep. because I'm a citizen of a foreign country waiting wow. for a kingdom Woo. is what Hebrew says. And I'm fired up about this because it is unto his return and yes. he's the prize. He's the prize. <laughs> and it is. It's like, man, faith Ooh. as Christians, faith is all we have. Why would I why would I trade an earthly thing, an earthly promise, and miss him? And it's it's crazy when you see that in Hebrews now. Like when you go back and read it, your life is changed. And it's like, man, I want to be like these guys. I want to know that I died in faith. Knowing that, like, man, like, like I saw the Lord do crazy things. I, like Moses, imagine, like, he saw God split the Red Sea. Wow. He saw his people delivered. That was a promise the Lord gave to Abraham. <laughs> and Moses walked in the wow. fulfillment of Abraham's promise. It, so it's just crazy. It's like, man, I, I'm I'm someone who's paving a way for someone to experience what the Lord tells me, which is the beauty of Christianity yes. as a community because it's oneness and wow. I'm running. Wow. I'm sorry, you guys. No, it's no, beautiful. It's, it's you so are good. stirring me deeply because yeah. what you're actually talking about is when you're, when you're in a season of waiting, quote unquote, this question, and you're longing to get out, what essentially you've yet to learn is that Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. It's yes. why you went out of your season of waiting. But yes. in your season of waiting, if you can learn that Jesus is the one who satisfies, you, you don't see it as a season of waiting. You begin to see it like you're saying mm-hmm. and learning that that the satisfaction, the fullness, Colossians 1 says it this way, it pleased the Father that the fullness would be found in Jesus. The fullness to living a life fulfilled is only found in Jesus. It's being satisfied in Him. You brought up being a worship leader, but I think about being a, a young preacher and having such a desire to preach and seeing all these people around me getting invitations or promotions into preaching and you have this burning itch to preach yet you're not getting it but then the day comes when you start getting it and you actually realize man what I cultivated with him in that secret place where I opened up my heart and said Lord I want to preach and I'm not getting invited to preach but would you touch my heart in every place that's hurting because I'm being overlooked or rejected or whatever it is that intimacy you begin to build with Jesus that that fullness that satisfaction you begin to receive from him you actually realize that that is so much better when all of the promotion comes and when all the invitation comes then you start getting invited to go preach all around the world and all around the nation and you realize this is amazing and I'm seeing God move but it does not compare to the way he touches my heart tears are running down my face when I'm sitting alone with him in my backyard mm-hmm. yes. you know it's because yeah. it's learning in that season that gee it's not even actually a season again it's, it becomes the way you live it becomes the place. value to your life yeah. it becomes wow I actually I think David 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 could have very easily said, what do you do in a season of waiting when he was in the backfield with the sheep? But he he didn't do that. He actually learned to play the harp. He learned to become excellent with his sling. Mm-hmm. And on. he gets yes. called out of the field. And I believe David lived his life longing to get back in the field. 
longing to get yeah. back to that secret place with God where nothing else mattered. He can be alone with his harp singing to God. But I think, too, that there's something I, I want to point out in this is, oh, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make this last statement, is I love what you said, is David got anointed king and he didn't go back to the field and pout about the fact that he didn't get immediately taken to the palace. He kept working with his sling. Yes. He kept singing his songs to the Lord. He kept stewarding really excellently the sheep and still honoring his mother and father. Yes. And so I think that's why I'm saying like waiting cannot be a passive expression for us who has who have made Jesus our Lord. Like it, there is an active doing. Faith without works is dead. So if you're doing nothing in faith as you're waiting, it's dead. Wow. Wow. And so I just, I love this because it's calling us higher. Yeah. To live a much higher, in a much higher place. And and the Bible is clear. Seek ye first the kingdom and all, all these things, things will be added. added. The Bible mm-hmm. is clear. So it's like, man, and what's awesome is the Lord is so kind. He helps us in our weakness. He helps us when we want a thing over him. I've done it a million times in my Ooh. life. And I think it's why I'm like, wow, he's he's really taught me something. And he I've encountered him in such ways that like, man, he still has promises he's given me that are not fulfilled. I'm not walking in yet. But I have nothing in my heart that is like, he won't do it. You yeah. should do this. You should go open that door. You should knock on that. You should do this. And it's like, there, there's nothing in me anymore that's like, this isn't, I guess he's not faithful. I guess he's not good. Because yes. it's not about the promise. It's about him. Yes. Anyway. Wow. We could go on. <sighs> yeah. yeah I, I think we should do a bonus episode. I'm down to still say something too, but. Um, <laughs> say something. I mean, you guys went off. It was so good. We but, popped off. <laughs> um. He, like, what I love about what you guys are saying is it's showing his desire is not to give us things. Yes. His desire is actually our hearts. Mm-hmm. And he knows that we, that that's what we need is, is for our hearts to be revived and to become flesh again. And I love that's what you said. It's not the promise that becomes resurrected. It's us when we see him. Mm. And, and the other thing is in the question the first scripture I thought of was Songs of Solomon 8.6. Because I think a season of waiting can a lot of times be connected to a season of wilderness or like just not knowing or feeling like, what am I really doing? But what I love is in those seasons, you, you, you learn to lean on him. And you learn that in him is all that you need, like what you guys said. And there's mm-hmm. a psalm that has profoundly impacted my life. It's um, Psalms 131. It's really short. And David says... Surely I've calmed and quieted my soul like a child rests on its mother. Mm. My eyes are not lifted up. My mm. heart is not haughty or I don't think of things too marvelous for me, but I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child on its mother. And it's David as a king saying, I'm not ambitious. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you guys are saying. My heart yeah. is still in the field. Wow. wow and wow. actually the only way I was able to, to lead in the way that I've led is that it doesn't move me. Mm-hmm. Is that my heart this whole time when the ark is coming back and Uzzah dies and and Saul would have been moved by the people to to like just shut the whole thing down, like leave the ark where it is. Like so many moments you see David be like, 
I, I know this doesn't make any sense, but, but I love him and I'm going to do what he told me to do. And that happened in the field. That happened in waiting. Whoa, that happened that in wilderness. And he learned to lean on his beloved Whoa. in those seasons. And he learned that the prize is Jesus. It's so good. <clears throat> that the prize is him. Rafi, so practically, what do you do in a season of waiting? Like start us off with our handlebars. What do you do? Someone, someone comes to you face-to-face is asking you this question. Rafi, Pastor Rafi. <laughs> what do I do in a season of waiting? It's Give so him a handle. Hard. Uh, I would probably read him the scripture. <laughs> Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that cling so closely and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith Mm. and um i would tell him to look at jesus yeah and to follow the shepherd and um to me like that that that's what that's what this is is that this question to me is telling me you don't see that he's with you where you are wow you're, you're saying at some point I'll be satisfied. Mm-hmm. At some point mm-hmm. I'll get to meet with him. And I would just tell him he's right in front of you. Yeah. Come in on. this season. Yes. He's right, right in today, front of you. If today you hear his voice. He's, he's speaking right to you, you today. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. I would like to look at it this way. It, like a handlebar for me is, have you ever wondered why we call it waiting tables? like a waiter at a restaurant why is it called waiting (laughs) that's true wow and there's something about finding a place to serve wow that is so good that that unlocks something for you and it's like go find go go find a table to wait on a church a children's group a youth group a worship team um a nonprofit. Like find a community to go put yourself in and become active in it while you're not doing what you feel called to do. And I I promise you, it's like there's something so powerful about deciding to serve someone else's vision Mm -hmm. before you're placed in your own. That that it, it literally grows you and equips you for what you know you're waiting on from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I say like waiting's active. Like think about that. Think about where's a table that I can go wait on. That's so good. That's so good. Sir Beth. My handlebar is become excellent in the field that God has already placed you in and be present there. So like for me in college, I would say was my quote unquote waiting season for a husband. And so I looked around, I didn't always do this perfectly, but I looked around at where God had placed me and I, it's kind of similar to Elissa's, but I became excellent in my classes. I got an offer to be um, a nanny. I coached volleyball. And now I look at all those things and they all prepared me to be your wife, Erin. And so it was like in my season of waiting, 
on a husband. I became excellent and present with the things that God had placed around me. And that not only prepared me to be your wife, but also in the midst of those seemingly mundane, everyday things, Jesus became my greatest prize. To where now, I would truly say that Aaron and I don't believe that we satisfy each other on the deepest level. Now, we're still growing in that. I think we constantly grow in that and we constantly have to bring ourselves back to the Lord. But that season solidified in me that a husband would not satisfy the deepest longing of my heart to be loved and accepted by God. Only God. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. For me, I want to say, if if you're in this place and you're asking, what do I do in a season of waiting? I want to say, eat the word, literally devour the word, get as much, much of the scripture in you as you can. Let the scripture cut you, let the scripture sharpen you, let the scripture learn the scripture, learn the stories of Jesus, read his words. I would go sit with uh, Acts 2, where it says that the disciples were gathered in the upper room together waiting. And I would use phrases like that. I know there's a whole, you know, different kind of rabbit trailing on one word that's in, you know, that text, but I think there's a rabbit trail that will lead you directly to God's heart in in the sense of go sit in a room and say, God, here I am, I'm waiting for you. And maybe what you mean is I'm waiting for this promotion. I'm waiting for this breakthrough. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to finally make money to pay every bill that I have to pay. Like, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for you, but watch how the presence of God will rush into that room mm-hmm and touch you in that place. The same way the Holy Spirit rushed into that upper room and met the 12 disciples, using that as as a prayer to God. God, I'm literally waiting on you in this place. I need to see you. Like Rafi said, like, how do you put your eyes on Jesus? I think this is a way to do it. You sit there and say, God, I need to see see you. Show show yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Also, I, like, my handlebar I thought of two, two, two verses that I feel like I want to throw in there. I'm, uh, like, because I started thinking about what you just said. Someone who's waiting on like, like to pay a bill to something like that. And I, I just want to say if you're literally in waiting right now, and you're like, I don't know if, if I can trust what the Lord told me. Um, the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken never. children Come begging on. for bread. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can trust the shepherd. You can trust his timing. You can trust his intention. He's good. And Psalms 25 says to no one who waits on the Lord will ever be put to shame. And wow. I believe that's a promise that you can hold on to. Rafi, let's do this. Let's do a bonus episode. Let's do a part two to this one. Okay. Let's do it.